Season three, episode four is over, but we're just getting started here on Pocho Recaps. I'm Dr. Amanda, and um, actually, Chill B. Chillington's the name, and Chilling's the game. Emily, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm thinking either Matchbox, Blink, mm. or Biscuit is, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Nine- my thought process Yeah, here. you're real, real 90s, baby. I can tell. <laughs> yes. But Top I do love Sting. Tickets. Yeah. I do love Sting. You know, 17 <laughs> Grammys. We can't disregard that. <laughs> Give the man some respect. 17 Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, the legend Sting. Um, we are here to talk today about the Party Done episode called KSGY 95 Prize Winners Luau. But uh, before we get to that, I just want to remind everybody up front if you're just joining us today for our party down recaps first of all welcome welcome to the party yes. we're glad you're here um if you are a party down fan we have recapped all of seasons one and two you can go back into our archives and check that all out and you can do that by um following our rss link postshowrecaps.com slash party down or by searching postshowrecaps party down in your podcatchers of choice and please do subscribe to the podcast it definitely helps people find us and you know emily i've been telling everybody to leave reviews of the podcast and you know yeah. i i have been saying it. i i can go back to the tape we have actually recorded it mm-hmm. if i was really clever I would edit that in here but I don't think I need to do that I've been telling people to do that and I have a feeling Emily that people are listening to me and they're thinking she's not talking to me she doesn't want me to review the podcast like, why would she want me to review the podcast oh you know Amanda and Emily know that I think they're great I don't have to leave a review but you know Emily I don't know that anybody thinks we're great we need the comment cards we need I to need, know I need to know I need that it's an RDD feedback it is an RDD that is a Ron Donald do yes it's an RDD that's a Ron Donald do it's not an RDD which is a Ron Donald don't Correct. So please Correct. do, if you're listening and you're like, oh, they're so great. You you have to tell me because I can't hear you. This is a one-way <laughs> medium. I can't hear you. If you're saying it to your phone, you actually need to go and use your little typey fingers and put it into the uh, Apple podcast review. So that's just my little pitch for that. Um, You can leave us your star rating. Star, it sounds like stars and Party Down is on stars. So that's a really easy way to remember it. Listen to you. I love it. I love this. <laughs> This streamlining of information, it's great. Yep, yep. Just wanted to get all that out there because I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling I, I just haven't been very clear about it. I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so uh, we're going to jump into our episode today. First of all, how are you doing, Emily? You just catered an event, didn't you? I you te- did. You texted I, I worked... me about party down kind of <laughs> happenings in your real life. I did. I, I catered an event this week and I, I texted you, Dr. Amanda, that some of the cater waiters were reciting uh, Shakespeare lines to one another. And I wow. thought that that was just extraordinarily on the on the nose. Considering was, this the, last the week's not on, was this the not on your wife's opening night or... <laughs> You know, they weren't talking Othello, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of recitation happening. And I think wow. it was from college days of acting. And, you know, everybody was very young at this particular event, very uh-huh. wet behind the ears, really eager, 
not beaten down by the world the way that everyone is 10 years, 12 years, 15 years into catering the way that uh, me and yeah. some of my other colleagues who are a little bit more experienced feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was anybody like live streaming the event? No, I haven't caught anybody acting out or, or trying to promote products on their phone. Okay. Yeah, we. I, I don't really know though. There could be some TikTokers amongst us. I haven't really asked. They're but, everywhere. Uh, They're they, everywhere. They really are. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, but it was it was just so funny and I had to text you right away. I was like, well, I'm so yeah, glad I wouldn't you did. believe this. I'm yeah, so it was during you- speeches. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone had a little downtime and it was very, very funny. Uh, well, that that's great. Definitely feel free to pepper any of your real life catering observations as always into our recap of the episode because we love when those parallels exist. Um, yeah. So we're going to jump into the plot here of the KSGY 95 prize winners luau, um, which is one of those West Coast radio stations. Those are the ones that start with K, mm-hmm. I've learned. Um, and this episode was written by Deo uh, uh Desokin and directed by friend of the podcast, Ken Marino. Yeah, I think he did a great job. This was one of my favorite episodes, I think, so far. It's really excellent. This was an incredibly fun, um, very funny episode. I think that the last, the other, the uh, other episode that Ken directed, I think the only other episode that he directed is the Constance Carmel wedding episode. Yeah, that seems right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a really excellent episode. <laughs> so, so, so great job, Ken. I know yes. you're listening. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, Ken. <laughs> and the event that party down is catering, um, here is a luau for the winners of VIP tickets to a Sting concert. Um, and the radio station that is sponsoring this is Soggy KSGY95. Um, but it turns out that these Very guests moist. are not actually going to a Sting concert to hear their favorite police songs, but they're being busted by the actual police <laughs> in a Sting that was set up to attract deadbeat parents who are delinquent on child support payments. Um Emily, yes. I looked into this. This is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Absolutely. So I, I did not know about this. Like, so apparently it's a kind of um, tried and true police method to like do this kind of honeypot um, sting by offering free tickets to like a football game yeah. or a concert or something. And then there's like the bait and switch when like these, you know, deadbeats decide, Ooh, free tickets. And it's like, no, you're actually going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember what I was watching earlier this week, but I was, uh, I, it was actually a real example of that. It was like some true crime thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was very, it was very funny to kind of think about that. But yeah, this seems to be a, a technique or, or, you know, a trusted uh, move by mm-hmm. uh, police to capture people that are otherwise evading a lot of laws and, and very right. difficult to pin down. Um, I think this is one of the funniest things because it's like sting and you're catching like all of these deadbeat parents, but it's like yacht rock that they're right. playing at this event. Like it's not sting related whatsoever. It's not like they're playing old police songs or no, anything or, or some yeah. of Sting's 90s hits, which also probably wouldn't translate with this particular crowd, given yeah. that they're more blink biscuit. 
matchbox there's a, types. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that don't really fit right about which I love event. it. Yeah, which but I like, love so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So the the vibe is Hawaiian luau. There's lots of Hawaiian shirts, which are yeah. like very fun for what ensues. Um, but you'd think that's a little bit more of like a Jimmy Buffett kind of right. vibe. I don't know. You said yacht rock. I think that that fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they're playing all yacht rock hits. <laughs> It's, it's it's not really like in the sting type of uh, oeuvre there. And then <laughs> and then at the same time, I mean, this is comes up as kind of a running thing, like first when Saxon and Lucy don't know who sting is because, you know, they're representing sort of the younger generation right. of caterers here. And then um, as Bobby Moynihan's character, Sergeant Matea is going to like bring up like yeah, you guys are like more into Blink and Matchbox and Biscuit. Like we're in a new, you know, we're in a new generation of deadbeat parents who have no connection to Sting, Emily. It's just, it just, it's not what it's, the game has changed. It's not what it used to be. Missed the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what, what would you anticipate a Sting crowd would look like these days, right? Like someone wow. who's wearing like a, like a, a pentagon like necklace and like maybe like flowing shirt maybe some like linen yes thing is (laughs) like the beach isn't a bad idea i think that you could get like you know beach adjacent type of flair but it's more of like a hippy dippy crowd than how old would you guess thing is the what's your thing's probably like what early 60s he's 71 years old oh my god okay all right. Well, he, you know what? He keeps fit. He does. All yes. He's of, known like, for practicing like tantric I was sex. Just say, yeah. Like tantric <laughs> moves. Yeah. Yeah. N- yeah. I'm looking at the Wikipedia new wave. It's, it's new wave. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think that the, the natural constituency for sting is like not necessarily the concert going type. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe like people in their like fifties and sixties yeah. would go to a sting. Yeah. I mean, I love, I do love sting. I got a Sting uh, album because I loved one of his songs on on it. You know, when you couldn't not yeah. buy, like you couldn't buy singles. You had to buy like the full CD mm-hmm. for one of those. Uh, what was those like mail in CD? Oh, like, the, like, like the 99 CDs for a penny. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it was like 12 CDs for $10. No, my something. parents would never let me do that. And I would be like, mom look, like, just do the math. Each one of these is a $16.99 value. And I can get, and she was like, it's a scam. And I was like, it was so frustrating to me that I couldn't convince her. I was like, what is wrong with this woman? It's like the math adds up. It's brilliant. (laughs) I think I strong-armed my parents into letting me do that like once or twice Uh uh at at best. And like, I'm trying to think of other CDs that I got. There was like a Natalie Merchant one because I was like, there's a good song on this. And then it was like Bush and blur and like all these other bands so that was like this weird eclectic mix because i liked like individual cherry-picked songs from each of these albums but yeah i like i'm not the part of the sting crowd guys i'm not that old like yeah 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 i mean i i don't when i say i love sting i did i did like the police a lot yeah when i was like in high school i like almost exclusively listened to like classic rock that was more of my parents generation kind Mm -hmm. of music I was sort of that type of kid so I have a lot of fondness for the police but Sting's solo work was like I mean that was like I don't know I kind of but but anyway I mean it would be like a free but you don't pass up free tickets Emily like free tickets to a Sting concert would you go to a free 
No, I take it. I don't know. I don't want to. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. But you know what? You're a very responsible parent. So maybe that says everything. Exactly. It's not for me. It's not for me. I like, I mean, the luau though, like, are there like, there's free drinks that the, like the luau looked kind of fun. It did look pretty fun. And (laughs) the the best part about it is that like, everyone's hanging out with each other. Like they all act like they know each other. Like even the extras are like waving to each other. Like, Hey, does this, well, this, does this mean there's a network of deadbeat wow, parents that just yeah. know each other and we just don't understand mm. it and like this is how you infiltrate maybe i mean maybe they just kind of naturally have an affinity for one another but like maybe there's a group chat emily maybe there's a discord Ugh. a deadbeat a deadbeat discord <laughs> um, we have some really great guests stars in this mm-hmm. episode I already mentioned Bobby Moynihan from SNL who plays Sergeant Mateo who's really really funny here I'm not a big SNL person but like I understand that Bobby Moynihan does like a million impressions and is very, He's very great funny. yeah one time I went into a doctor's office and he was sitting in the waiting room whoa <laughs> and I like you know you're in a it's not room really a it's not office. really a place like, where you want to be recognized yeah I know yeah. I know uh so I just like played it cool but I remember getting home and being like I just saw Bobby Mon- Moynihan like at my appointment and Josh was like you did <laughs> very That's exciting great New York moment we love those <laughs> um, um also um Judy Reyes is here yes. uh from who's I who's best known to me from Scrubs yep. playing Lieutenant Sacker um who's the head of this operation also very good um, so that's the, that's kind of the premise here. And oh yeah, everybody's going to do mushrooms. <laughs> that's not like a typical move for catering. I feel like everybody mm. doing mushrooms. Nah, I I'm not, uh, you know, I'm here to kind of do the temperature check on what's realistic and what's not. And uh-huh. I'll, say, I'll say right now, at least I've never been in a situation like that. And you know, I don't know well, if I feel you, great you, about it either. You seldom have the volume of mushrooms to share in a group That's of true. like eight people. That's you're like right. No one brings like a gallon Ziploc of yes, mushrooms. Yes, to I things. think that that's a key component here. That like you're 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 not usually awash in psychedelic <laughs> mushrooms. At least in my experience, like it's a little bit of like a pricier, harder to come by item sometimes. So, yeah. um, but. Uh, Evie coming in here with the connect and the means and she's got like a good healthy helping. Yeah, she does. I mean, maybe it's because she's got these franchise movies sort of bankrolling her lifestyle, you know, like I would imagine. Yeah, it's like Animorphs, but not it's like trees. and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) That was an interesting little uh, wrinkle here. I want to say so I already listened to um the pretty, pretty good podcast um, with our friends Alexander Chester and Avsinensky is now covering Party Down, and they mm-hmm. had Ken Marino as a guest uh, to recap this episode. Oh, with really? Them, yeah. which was really fun. Um, I appeared on their uh, Postman uh, podcast last week um, to talk a little bit more about episode three of this season, um, and that was really fun. So I encourage you to check that out. But um, the inside scoop from Ken was that these psychedelic mushrooms were actually dried eggplant. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Very interesting. Just to be able to like eat it on camera. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, like, so they could have done actual dried mushrooms, but I think that those are like pretty like that. that that's a lot of umami to eat like a dried. I mean, you could, but it's non-psychedelic really mushrooms. It's probably really hard to chew. Yeah. And that's why they didn't do it that way. 
So I'm thinking from the perspective of something that can be dehydrated and Mm -hmm. easy to kind of like get through, even if it's just like a quick bite or two that they're actually filmed chewing. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I love a, I love a a dried, I love a dried eggplant, a fried eggplant. I'm a big, I'm a big eggplant person. I am too. I love eggplant. So that's the inside scoop on that. Um, so there is some of the, the, I really, I've loved in season three, how party down is like coming back to some of the themes that it really dove into in the first two seasons. And here, I really just like how they're bringing them into like a new, uh, phase of life for some of the characters and mm-hmm. also like a new time. So we, we're going to have Kyle sort of grappling, with what it means to be an artist and to sort of struggle with his lack of success at this point in his career, now that he's a little bit older and this whole following your dreams versus being practical. Roman is also going to speak to that a little bit in this episode. Um, And then this is like a party down drugs episode. And I really think that like no show does a funny drugs episode the way the party down does. Everyone just has their own journey on this episode and it's mm-hmm. it's just really funny to watch and and see how they weave in and out of each other's paths throughout the the whole episode. But I think watching Saxon specifically, especially at the beginning where he starts to feel, you know, the effects of the shrooms is so funny. It's really great. Like when he just like peeks into the bar and he's like, I just saw a bird. It's so good. (laughs) Or like sneaks out from behind like a dried palm tree. It's like everybody does such a great job. I can't wait to talk to talk more about that. We have everybody's different journeys uh, coming coming up um, in the rest of the episode. Okay. So, um, Let's start with Henry and Evie because they're going to sort of drive the action here. Um, We needed an excuse to get Evie back in the mix. Like now we're in our kind of typical party down um, rhythm. Like I mentioned last week, it's nice to have everybody on site in the bow ties working the event, even though it means that it's harder to integrate Lydia and Constance. And, And again, I'm missing them in this episode, but it does feel like the party down vibe when everyone's working the party. Yeah. Um, but we need to have Evie there. So she just is kind of like tagging along. Um, but Evie has like come up with a really good cover story to explain why she's there. Um, and she says to Henry, you're you, but I'm a consultant analyzing your paper products use cost flow. And then Henry's like, or, or you can just say that you're with us. <laughs> And I got to say, she must really like him a lot to want to tag along to an event like this, because like you're just supposed to just, I don't know, stay out of the way and kind of like be a wallflower. And she's down. She wants to hang out. She wants to see him and spend time with him, even though he's bartending the whole time. And, you know, you see uh, (laughs) everyone just kind of be like, yeah, sure. Cool. But then when she pulls out the shrooms, everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, we're into this. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I love this, and I'm like loving the chemistry between Jennifer Gardner and um and Adam Scott, and yeah. I think that she was really this was a great Evie episode for sure. But I was watching this and thinking like, 
this is like kind of a teenage crush move. Yeah. Like, like it's like, oh no, I'll just come. Oh, you have to work. It's cool. I'll just come and hang out. And I'll yeah. Like I'll sit in the corner. corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. But it's like, if you're an adult, like, even if you like somebody that much, like, let's say, you know, she has this career or like, let's say she doesn't have to work that day mm-hmm. I would still be like oh like I have to like go shopping or run errands or like yeah. I'll go to yoga like I don't like you just have other things right to do. like I'll see you later like come over after you're done <laughs> rather um, than just like hang out while your boyfriend is working I yeah. don't know but I, I think we're just not supposed to think about it that much Emily that's fine I don't want to think too hard <laughs> about it myself I think it's a great episode mm-hmm. we don't need to dive into the inner workings of their brains too yes. hard but uh, it is cute to see them sort of together yeah, and, yeah. and enjoy each other's company. We just let it wash over us, Emily, mm-hmm. like a wave crashing into the surf on a beautiful Hawaiian shirt. That's like, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> um, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, so Evie has this comically large amount of mushrooms, as we mentioned, and she's going to share them with everybody. So like, I want to get a little bit into each of these characters' journeys here. Starting with Kyle, um, who's in like a kind of uncharacteristically dejected state. This Mm -hmm. isn't a way that we're used to seeing Kyle, but he's really bummed out because he didn't get a call back um, from his Lost Boys audition. Yeah, he seems to be pretty down on himself and questioning whether it's worth staying in the industry. And we watch him sort of traverse that even while being high mm-hmm. talking to Henry about it. Like, what was it like when you quit acting? You know, it's a relief. Think about yeah. it that way. And so he's really exploring the fact that like, maybe this is a dead end job for him. Maybe it's not going to be something that equates to stardom for him, especially after being lightly canceled. Lightly so canceled, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see him like that. And even, you know, in the tent sitting in the corner of the tent when mm-hmm. everyone's kind of getting ready, they're like, what are you doing over there? And he's like, I have a lot to think about. <laughs> so, you know, he's a little bit more quiet I would say Mm -hmm. yeah he's usually kind of like Teflon and sort of like his um kind of self-confidence sort of Mm -hmm. deflects any sense of rejection that he could get but it's like now he's a little bit older he had that brush with fame with the Neuromancer franchise which ends up falling through and you can see he's a little bit down on himself Lucy is like has a completely different take on this Um, about his audition, she's like, well, they didn't get what you were doing, so F them. You don't need their approval. And Kyle's like, I do need their approval. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> that's literally what an audition is. Yeah, and I love Lucy's journey here. Um, mm-hmm. Just feeling like she needs to expand her unconscious, right? And her crea- creative consciousness. Yes. Uh, she's a true artist, um, which is great to have in this group where I think that there's like a lot of different takes on like what it means to be an artist so I really like having Lucy's uh perspective um Kyle is going to end up taking the shrooms and um eventually he's going to get into this deep convo with one of the guests and this is Jeff Daniels Emily no relation (laughs) no relation relation (laughs) the other Jeff Daniels um and and like Jeff Daniels we'll get back to that because he's gonna have a sort of big larger part in the plot but um he is kind of going to serve as this like guru to kyle and kyle's like always looking for these characters like i'm thinking back at the um ellison funeral episode where he finds that uh one guest and tells him to like teach him about the blues right or even like he loves to say like that he gets 
what's happening when he never really gets it, but he's always looking for some kind of spiritual direction. Um, and he's going to kind of glom onto this Jeff Daniels who tells him that, you know, he struggled with these feelings when he had his divorce because he was really defined by his marriage, but then he's learned that it's enough to be, I'm not a husband. You're not an actor. Is a man what he does? No, he is what he is. Well, he's a criminal is what he is. <laughs> so perhaps we yeah. don't take his guidance too seriously mm -hmm. here. But Kyle, Kyle loves it. He's like, so basically I am. <laughs> At one point, like, yeah, he's like, he's like, wait, 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 explain it again. And like, but uh, so he's going along with this. This is very important for his journey. Um, Saxon, Emily. Yes. Decides to like take. This is like I'm I'm imagining um you know the raisin brand son with the two scoops of raisins like Saxon goes in for two like keeping handfuls yeah, of yeah. psychedelic mushrooms and it's everyone's just like I would advise advise against that you've <laughs> never done this before <laughs> truly don't do this <laughs> bottoms up throws yeah. them back mm -hmm. and uh you know I think a craziness ensues but he gets really excited he's like I'm going to trip on these mushrooms i'm gonna live stream the entire thing it's gonna be great yep. it's you know it's gonna be good for my numbers yeah Everyone it's will not follow along. just for the experience it's for the content emily right right you know I mean, he's he's the content creator and can you imagine the numbers if his psyche cleaves in twain live? i just have to say to be a content creator it must be absolutely exhausting. If anyone who's listening is a content creator, hats off to you because like, mm -hmm. I don't understand how you guys do it. Hey, it Emily, seems we're doing it right now. This is content. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I guess no, this it is. is more like content for the uh, Limp Biscuit Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> like what two Thomas's in this I episode. I think, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that, that this content is already. What um, if you found out that Fred Durst listened to us? Whoa. Oh my gosh, Emily, do you, do you want to know something? Speaking of that um, era of uh, rock heroes, yeah. one of the fans of our severance podcast is uh the bassist from weezer he reached oh, out to me to tell cool. me he's a big fan of mine. really oh yes. my god how could how like how did you not tell me this i i like, should have it, so. it was it was <laughs> it was back it was it was back but it was definitely before we started this podcast so mm -hmm. i don't we you and i were not in as frequent touch as we yes. as we need to clearly need to be um clearly, but yes. so that so maybe matt matt if you're listening to the yeah. party down podcast Hell hey yeah. why ha, I, why haven't you left a rating and review yet that's what i want <laughs> that's what i want to know matt um so um so yeah so saxon is uh dedicated to his craft and he is going Going to take an obscene amount of psychedelic mushrooms um and he i think emily i think i want to give saxon the award for the best portrayal of yes. a person on drugs in this yes. episode yeah like i said before him like peeking out and being really <laughs> funny and then flipping out on the beach later i mean running around sort of along the coastline mm -hmm. and evie and henry trying to figure out where the hell he yeah. is even though it takes like two seconds in real life probably but you know it takes them like hours to track him down mm -hmm. love it i think it's very so, funny 
a bird just looked at me yeah. a certain way. Yeah, like that <laughs> killed me. I think his facial expression is dead on. It's perfect. So good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so um, Evie like is very she has like just a, those warm maternal vibes that mm -hmm. we we talked about when we first started talking about how Jennifer Gardner like fit into this cast like to me she's like always that like preschool teacher or friend's mom <laughs> who like has the excellent snacks and is like so nice to go over to their house mm -hmm. um she wants to keep an eye on Saxon like always the maternal one um and that's her mission while while Henry has to attend bar and and he's okay to part with her because he's he's got a shirt going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, she she's really great in this episode. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think it also lends itself to being something where if it's uh it's Saxon's first time doing this, it's helpful mm -hmm. to have somebody who's a little bit oh, more yeah. experienced be more or less your Sherpa through it. So uh, she thinks that she's going to do that, but then she loses track of him herself quite a well, few times. Well, she, she gets distracted yeah. by a bush that has a style all its own. <laughs> I just love how she really spirals at one point with mm -hmm. Henry and she's like, I'm the worst person. Like, think about it. I, I There's nobody worse than me. And he's she's like, like, I love Colin. <laughs> Vladdy and Paler, yes. John Krasinski, John Krasinski from The Office. No, 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 Ted Kaczynski. Ted um, Kaczynski. I like what she says. She says, "I lost an entire guy," which I, I would argue actually, losing an entire guy is better than losing only part of a guy. I guess so. I guess if you lose part of a guy, that means that the guy has been separated into parts. If you lose, if you lost the whole guy. He's probably intact somewhere. You just don't know where he is. Yeah. The other part of that guy that's not lost is probably pretty upset about the part that is <laughs> yeah, lost. Exactly. Exactly. Never considered it this way, yeah. but yeah. thanks for bringing this to my mm -hmm. attention. No, We're expanding my conscious too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you um, like that? I said expanding my unconscious earlier. Hey, I, I, think you I think you expand them both at the same time. Like yeah. just, you know, you it's might all... have crazy shroom dreams when you, yeah, when you pass exactly. out at the end of the day, who knows? It's, it's all proportional. That's, that's <laughs> what I think. Um, so yeah, so Evie is having like a lot of revelations about her life. Like not only is she disappointed when she loses Saxon, but it also becomes like Saxon becomes a metaphor for her where she is at this point in her life so she says i'm me saxon is my younger self who's interested in new ideas and i got distracted by a bush and the bush <laughs> is money or approval um and this is like kind of distracting from the more important message like mission right now which is actually finding um saxon so um they're going to eventually, um, after, you know, following his stream and seeing that he's in a blue tube of consciousness and then AKA he's gonna, a porta potty <laughs> and he's going to run out of the porta potty. And anyway, like one thing leads to another. And um, they find that he threw his phone in the ocean because the numbers just kept getting higher and higher. And if you, you know, so he couldn't be around his phone and they have this culminates in this really funny moment where they all see each other on the beach and they're all like tripping out of their minds. And first they're like screaming at each other. And then the screaming sort of turns into this like kind of chanting and like <laughs> meditative chanting. They sound almost like they're all trying to like hit these like bass notes. 
that are, are like yeah. very reminiscent of like a Gregorian chant mm-hmm. almost where everyone hits like a similar tone and like home exactly before they like start chanting yes they're yeah. opening chakras I think mm-hmm. um it's a very funny scene um so Roman is initially reluctant to take psychedelic mushrooms. He says, alter my brain chemistry with poison fungi, pass. <laughs> so I maybe mean, he's got a point. Have you watched The Last of Us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is actually um, like a callback to um, the episode. Oh, I think that this was also in the, the Ellison funeral episode where we find out that uh, Roman had written a script about sentient mushroom people. That's right. Sentient fungus. So he's been really working on this idea and being skeptical of uh, this uh, fourth kingdom of life. He's got some time. Yeah. I mean, his vlog and his writing, it's on the pulse of, uh, you know, modern media. All all the stories that are coming out. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, So he ends up getting bullied, (laughs) peer pressured into taking (laughs) the mushrooms. Um, Yeah. Lucy kind of like gets in on it. Like he needs to expand his creative consciousness. He hasn't written in years. Um, And like, what's up with his opus? Uh, You know, he's been working on it for 10 years now. And Evie asks if that's a long time for an opus um, to which. Roman replies, it's half the time Michael Crichton spent writing Sphere, and that's not even an opus. It's just Sphere. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, now Roman is more focused on his vlog because, you know, he's car, money, positive affirmations, all the things that he doesn't get from writing, which Lucy calls out as bourgeois bullshit. Yeah. But you know what? That's that's Roman and he's sticking to his story, although now he's going to get a little bit high. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because now uh, he's been bullied into taking drugs. So um, Roman takes the shrooms and he gets really, really paranoid. And this is like and this is just a thing that it's you, you have to like imagine that th- this is like a situation where like he's already he's high at work, which mm-hmm. is like presents challenges. But <laughs> the f- Correct. The fact that this party is not even what is not what it seems. Is even like, though nobody knows. Nobody right? knows it. Except like, we find out Ron does. But, you know, but it's the kind of thing that even if the party was a very straightforward situation, if you were tripping on shrooms, things would start to freak you out. It's of kind course. of like a nightmare scenario to be yeah. on shrooms in this particular situation. Um, so he's p- getting paranoid and he's noticing things like the way that the sponsors are acting and they seem to be looking around and looking at him. So, you know, he's going to confide in Henry and Kyle that he thinks that, that there's something weird going on. Um, and they just laugh at him for being paranoid. To which Roman says, so much for the so-called drugs camaraderie. And they're like, that's not a thing, actually. <laughs> which is upsetting for Roman. Yeah. But, they're you like, know. We just bullied you into doing this. And now we're going to make fun of you. Yeah. You have a bad experience. Ha- do you not know us? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how we operate with we're you. emotionally 17 years old. Yep. Um, so a couple of those radio people take Roman to the sponsor tent. Um, there's a funny line here where Roman says, why is he holding me so tight? And Bobby <laughs> Moynihan just says, he's a strong man. That's why. 
<laughs> yes, but it's revealed in that moment mm-hmm. that Roman might be the guy to nail Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yes. He um, was able to, uh, you know, make that it was all cops that were sort of, you know, tailing him or, or noticing him, even though in reality it was just him being super paranoid on shrooms. So, uh, you know, he's sort of enlisted without really having much say whatsoever that mm-hmm. you need to find out more details about Jeff Daniels. You've made contact with him and they're, they're, he's like, why can't Kyle be the one to do it? He's been talking to him a lot more. And they're like, oh, my God, that guy. What an idiot. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's a really, really funny like where you start to hear the cops have like such disdain for these cater waiters all yeah. being kind of these like vapid, um, unemployed actors um and uh you know they're going to um you know ask roman if he's an actor and this funny back and forth happens where he's like well do i look does he look like an actor um and uh you know and i think it's like one of the cops says well maybe he's he could be a character actor you know somebody who plays nerds or sad sacks or you know the guy who looks up before the comic which is like like the perfect characterization of martin star i mean we, Nerds, we gotta love it for, act, yeah for what it's, it's written so for right and yeah. you know he probably read that and was like <laughs> so funny yeah but i i think that that's just brilliant writing right there and the way it's directed too hats off ken uh, no, very very good um yeah. yeah and so but roman says you know no he's not an actor he has a vlog issues and critiques and they're oh issues and critiques we have a real thinking man yeah here. that's why you figured us out mm-hmm. you know that's why we have to have you do this and i just love the way that ron keeps inserting himself where he's mm-hmm. like hey i just saw that you brought roman in like you guys need me hey, for yeah, anything? yeah. i'm, like, I'm here too hell <laughs> out of here like get us some sh- like coconut shrimp or something what is yes, it uh yes. shrimp with pineapple <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we find out that ron has kind of been in on this all along and sworn um, to secrecy though he's gonna insist that they made him like a special they they made him a special deputy for the day and they're like we never did that they yeah just- <laughs> no. like, get out of here bring us some food that's that's good don't bring us any of that weird stuff that Lucy's been making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, so Roman's given his mission and he is going to eventually intercept Jeff and Kyle's deep conversation and get the information that they needed, um, which is the make and year of his car, the 74 Chevy Nova. So now I want to jump into Lucy's plot. Because uh, yes. I think she's, I think this is another really, really great episode for Lucy. Um, it's really like it's Lucy and Saxon, I think, are just both fit so perfectly into yeah. this universe. Like it feels like, of course, these are the two characters that mm-hmm. you add to this group. And it's like happened so seamlessly that, you know, I think it's the diff, I, I think it's, it would almost make you underestimate the difficulty i think of adding new characters yeah to for sure yeah definitely especially they have very after good this chemistry. length of time like mm-hmm. and for them to fit in so well it's really incredible and i think that they're both bringing new things um that you know to that uh ensemble that were were not there and also um while amplifying all the great things that were already there so i've been Agreed. loving both of them um So Lucy's motivation for taking shrooms, which, you know, she was very down to do is because she wants to access 
some expanded creative consciousness today, as yes. you said, Emily. Some unconsciousness. Uh- <laughs> um. Yeah, she uh, she loves to be inspired by the work and wants to figure mm-hmm. out some new techniques, some new things to really present to the party goers, not just regular food. She wants to find something that's bigger than her and really mm-hmm. contextualize it in a way that can be passed around on a tray, but really interesting and keeps you guessing. So yeah. for a laid back luau, she wanted yeah. to try a fun crowd pleaser. <laughs> and that literally looks like the grossest thing you can put on a tray. It reminds me of that meatball character on, um, Aqua Teen Hunger Aqua Force. Aqua Hunger Force. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I don't think I'm going to eat that. That's a reference for the Blink and uh, yeah, there Matchbox you are. Yeah. and Biscuit crowd there. Yeah. All, all of you guys doing shrooms in college watching that. Um, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. But it, no, what it, what is it? It's like a paper. It's like. So it's called. It's called. Spinach. <laughs> um, spinach. Um, what is, is that, that French? A, is that Italian, Rodas? No, no. It's made up. Yes. Um, she says, so Ron tries it and he says, it tastes like something we it weird. Is it even food? And then, you know, Lucy's like really exactly. excited by his reaction. Yeah. He's like, and then he gets angry. He's like, is it food? <laughs> to which Lucy responds, it's spiced wood pulp. So <laughs> paper, basically, it's a fun conceptual piece open your mind to see and think in new ways and collapse the traditional boundaries. Um, Ron is like Ron and Lucy are immediately be like becoming my favorite pairing, like to have them together. Cause it's really hard to imagine two characters who are at like a different sort of place in terms of their worldview. Yeah, there's a lot of friction there, I think, because he's just trying to, you know, get the job done and he wants there to be good food and for Mm -hmm. there to be a happy client at the end of the day. And she is just there to push and test all of the boundaries. (laughs) And sometimes it works and sometimes it really doesn't. And this is one of those times where you're like, nah, I don't think anybody wants to play this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you can like, you can argue that there is a place in the culinary landscape for this type of chef and like attitude towards food, but it's yeah. not catering. It's like no. not catering like a radio l- show luau. Like it's, it's not this. Yeah. It almost feels like charades or something where you, they like put a bunch of like words into a hat and you pulled it out and, or, or like a Mad Libs of like, what are the things that all came together here? It's like luau, sting, <laughs> you know, finger foods, yeah. pineapple shrimp. Uh, it's, it's very silly, yeah. but I'm trying to figure out. So, you know, there's obviously the wood pulp yeah. that's been oh, melded yeah. together with like mm-hmm. water or something, right. Mm-hmm. Sort of bound together. And then what are those little things sticking up? Is it dried pasta pieces? That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, think. because like you have, it has to be edible. They're not tooth. Well, I mean, it has the, qu- it has the qualities of food. Texture, but, but no nutritional taste, value. No nutritional value. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I was trying to figure that out from the perspective of like, what has she got in there? And like, oh, all I can think about pasta, are those yeah. like recyclable or like, 
I don't know, more eco-friendly paper towels that you get right. in like a public restroom that like don't do a good job absorbing any water off of your hands. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They, they oh, yeah, no, like yeah. tools and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, kind of like molding it together and then mm-hmm. sticking it. My with... kids have eaten that kind of paper towel before. So I mean, how do they feel about it? Were they like, wow, we should be passing yeah. this around on trays? I mean, it's probably under season, but I mean, I think that Lucy, <laughs> Lucy spiced it at least. So that sounds, that sounds like an improvement. Yeah. Um, Ken, one of the, the fun things that Ken said on the podcast with Av and Chester was that he like, because he directed this scene and he sort of approached it like the Abbott and Costello, like who's on first. Cause they yeah. have like this a little bit like, is it food? And like Lucy's like, yes, that's the point. And it's like this kind of, is it food? Kind yeah. of, is it, is it? That's very, very funny. Um, so <laughs> after Ron clearly rejects this concept, from Lucy, um, he goes back to the tent and the cops want, you know, regular, like real food. They want um, like hot dogs and and shrimp. Uh, but when Rod comes back to the kitchen tent, Lucy's made like several more plates of spinach. <laughs> She's on a mission. Um, and she really wants to know what the reaction has been from the guests. Are people engaging with it? And Ron's just like, no, nobody, nobody yeah. wants this. And she's like, well, have have you not explained the concept? Yeah. Not um, the place, not the time. Yeah. yeah. I just um, love how he's like, are you high on marijuana? <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not it's high not on lying. marijuana. No. no. Um, so... In a in another really funny exchange between Lucy and Rod, he just says, "People just want to eat a thing." It's true. <laughs> yeah, which Lucy replies, "So like a spicelery of pig faces, feet, and end parts salted in a casing tube and fire roasted." Ron says, "No hot dogs." <laughs> <laughs> spoiler that's how you make hot dogs guys mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go is um, it food is it is, mm, it is an interesting question to ponder you know emily very philosophical if you mm-hmm. think about it and take shrooms while <laughs> yeah. you do it <laughs> uh, but there is one person emily who does engage with the spinach that's right roman <laughs> And he's like, this might be the thing. This is what I needed. This is the final push. We might be able to to finish this here. I might make it. Yeah. He so he's in the sponsor tent reporting to the police uh the information that he has gleaned about Jeff Dan. It's very competent, by the way, Roman, in his investigation here. Um and while he is, uh, while he's in the tent, he sees the spinach that the poor Ron has delivered to the police, and he's really fascinated by it. And it it, it causes him to make a connection between Chevy Nova and Supernova, which <laughs> is the inspiration that he needed to finally crack his opus. Um, and as he is having this revelation and sort of thinking out loud. Sacker, you know, the the Judy Reyes character becomes really like kind of frustrated, frustrated with him. And she's like, I thought I thought you do a vlog like, (laughs) like, what are you what? What's this? Oh, what's this opus? And then he says, yes, a vlog is what I do. What I am 
is a writer, a science fiction writer. There we are. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. A man is not what he does, Emily. He is. He just is. What he is. He just is. So it's a callback to Jeff Daniels' uh, inspirational words. But it's also (laughs) a callback to one of my favorite quotes from the season one episode, The Investor's Dinner, where uh, Roman is arguing with henry about how he's not a waiter he's a sci-fi writer and he says well i'm a waiter like einstein was a patent clerk like it's like either he's not that's not that's just what he does is not what he is so i really like that that kind of comes back in and he claims that he's a writer again um and uh you know but 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 lieutenant sacker is so disappointed she's like i really thought you were different yeah, that's like a weird take for her, I feel like. But, you know, to each their own. You I know, do cause... feel like they make the cops seem like really kind of aggressive and judgmental mm-hmm. like here, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, especially when they came up with a terrible, like a terrible mm-hmm. theme themselves. Like the fact that they're like talking about a luau with sting, yeah. but it's like actually, you know, literally a sting. It's literally a sting. <laughs> and uh, sting they, was part of the police. <laughs> they're very, very proud of their puns. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It does. I do think that the police here are kind of written to be sort of. Yeah unnecessarily like judgmental and aggressive and i love an unflattering portrayal of law enforcement so i'm totally here (laughs) for it um in uh in the parking lot roman sees lucy discouraged throwing out her trays of spinach and he like is drawn to it and comes up to her and like picks one up and bites into it and is like what is this and lucy's like exactly (laughs) exactly and they just kind of dissolve into this like beautiful little giggle fit together I really liked this I do think that there is something like I think that Lucy and uh, Roman like have some kind of common ground in their Mm -hmm. sort of like rigidity about their art like you know Roman with his like hard sci-fi and like yeah now he's kind of become a sellout with his vlog and his certified pre-owned car. But like you would imagine like a younger Roman like would be like, is like that, that that might be where sort of Lucy is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. They don't want to sacrifice their art Mm -hmm. at all. You know, they don't want to change anything too much, which I, I think I appreciate in some ways, but also it's like, oh, the reality of this is that you guys are still, you know, working in the confines of a specific industry in a certain way. So you kind of have to bend to a little bit of it. Yeah, but. it kind of also makes them stubborn assholes. Yeah. But I think it's like, but with their with their principles intact, yeah, Emily, that's, that's all about that's integrity. The most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one thing that we sort of glossed over was like on somewhere on their um, psychedelic trip, Henry and Evie like have this moment where they're talking about their prior hopes of creating important independent cinema and how mm-hmm. now like Evie has gotten into this like really kind of commercialized big budget studio work and Henry's acting career, you know, never took off. And um And Evie really wants to give Henry one of these roles in the extended universe, a regular in the extended universe, this uh, Colonel Stryker. I love it. I mean, it's it's an interesting pivot for Henry if he were to take her up on this offer, 
But, you know, mm-hmm. I can kind of see you, we see him sort of like raise an eyebrow at this of like, really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she's also dealing with movie titles that are called like the like Douglas Fir and Man Pewter. So. Yeah. So the Douglas <laughs> Fir spinoff, the Douglas yes. Fir spinoff is a. Uh, that's a movie about a man who's part tree. His name is Douglas. And he's it's like part the tree. happening, except a little bit more animorphs, I guess. <laughs> right? Yes. And the man pewter is a man that's part computer. Ah, man pewter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is that is that not is that not a robot? I would say so. Yeah, that sounds like mm-hmm. a robot to me. Mm-hmm um man pewter it's 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 a really like it's a really unpleasant sounding name there's something gross about it i feel like that yeah i'm not a but at first know, i thought it was pewter as in p-e-w-t-e-r and i was oh, like oh how does that like, work like the metal yeah yeah well if anybody can pitch it i'm sure it's evie <laughs> so we'll we'll stay tuned to hear uh you know whether this new opportunity whether uh our henry can uh, kick the football this time or will it be snatched away from him um, at the last minute? Um, So we have our, um, but okay. So yeah, so we do learn from Lieutenant Sacker that um, despite getting the great Intel from Roman, Jeff Daniels got away because somebody tipped him off to which, you know, Roman sort of knowingly says someone owed him for showing him the way. Um, but we learned that um, Jeff Daniels was not a great guy. He's abandoned four families with kids in four different States that he won't take credit for. And he also stole Roman's car from yeah. the handicap spot unbelievable mm-hmm. so he's really a heartless guy mm-hmm. was it a hyundai sonata <laughs> literally the best part of this episode is him <laughs> saying hyundai and they're hyundai. like I, I don't think it's, it's it's isn't it just hyundai <laughs> it's um. so incredible but yeah that that car gets wheeled back in uh you know they they're able to catch De- jeff daniels mm-hmm. and the car is a little beat up but you know, you can still drive it. Maybe you can still drive it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Roman certified pre-owned no. car. No. These people care very much about their cars. I get they live in LA, yeah, right? In LA. So, I mean, you, know, you really need a you really need a car. Um so um Kyle's, you know, big uh spiritual revelation is going to be kind of cut short by uh the callback he eventually gets from the Lost Boys. I'm an actor, back in the game, baby. <laughs> Yep. So that crisis lasted about, I don't know, six hours. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if you're going to have a six hour existential crisis, might as well have it on a mushroom trip. That's right. That's right. Um, and um, that and yeah. And then we end with Evie and Henry talking about how Evie wants to quit the franchise and telling Henry that now that she's only a little bit high on mushrooms, that she was serious about the Colonel striker role and Henry could be an actor again. Um, I do want to call out the very last slide I think we get is from Saxon who's driving off in Roman's like almost totaled car. He says, Hey guys, can you tell the seagull that me and snap are going to hit the road to Blythe? We're going to get some medium sleeve shirts. 
<laughs> You're like, excuse me? What does that mean? <laughs> no. I don't know what it means, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love MVP. everything about it. MVP of the episode oh, for sure. Is yes. Yes. Great. Yeah. I, I, I will tweet that and I will uh, tag Tyrell Williams because this is yeah. incredible work. Incredible mm-hmm. work. Um. So um, some other funnies that I took note of along the way um, is, uh, you know, Roman is parking in the handicap spot because he has a placard. Carpal tunnel is a serious disability. I'm in pain every once in a while. It's no joke. Yeah. I mean, all that vlogging, you know, you're sitting around a computer this much. And passing hors d'oeuvres, you know, those two things together. That's it's a lot of true. risk work. It, that is a repetitive stress situation. Yes. Um, you know, so um, when Henry, there's a lot of uh, Henry getting lost in different guests' Hawaiian shirts. I mentioned earlier that he tells Evie, it's okay, I have a shirt going. And then when the <laughs> um, when the guest actually looks at Henry expecting to order a drink, he says, oh, this is the front of you. <laughs> yeah, there are little Easter eggs like that sort of speckled throughout the mm-hmm. episode that I really appreciate. I think it's very funny and, and just great writing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, early in the episode when Kyle is really dejected, Saxon explains he's dealing with some heavy shit. His car warranty ran out. <laughs> nah, more than that. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, and I thought that this line was very funny. At the end of the episode, uh, Rod is talking to Roman and he's like, VIP, picket- VIP tickets to Sting. That sounds cool. And Roman's like, but they're going to jail. Yeah, like this isn't a real <laughs> event, Ron. And you Ron's were like, in on it the entire time. Yeah, like, like you're well, still thinking about what sounds been. cool. Yeah, sounds cool. <laughs> um, and that was episode four of season three the ksgy 95 prize winners luau um a couple of things like i said it it goes back to some of these themes that we've seen throughout um the episode i was wondering so we know that henry is divorced and divorce comes up in this episode obviously divorce was also referenced in the last episode we don't know if um henry has any kids do we or are we assuming that he does not i assumed that he did for some reason but i would say that it's probably difficult to prove now that i'm thinking about it i think i just assumed because he said all the other suburban dads yeah in the first episode he makes a comment about all the other suburban dads and so I thought he had kids, but now that we're four episodes in and there haven't been any mention of the kids, I'm wondering, yeah. but I guess I was just, it was interesting that this theme, we have these, these deadbeat parents yeah. and like Henry is, is somebody who's going through a divorce. I mean, and he's, we know he's paying, he's paying alimony and not child right. support. Yeah. Emily. So I think that maybe he doesn't have kids maybe because he, he would be not, he would have a tough time, honestly, picking up a second job working in mm-hmm. catering because that's weekends and nights for the most part. So mm-hmm. it would be too difficult, probably, I mean, not impossible, but it would be really hard for him to balance that along with being a, like a, you know, a parent on top mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming, I guess I, it's weird. I just assumed that he did have kids, but the more that you've, you know, kind of spelled it out just now, I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. think he does. 
Makes sense. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm guessing now that he doesn't. Um, I think that, you know, and and, and which makes sense. I think that the, it would be a little bit cumbersome for Party Down to integrate that yeah. into the plot. But again, interesting that we see divorce come up in multiple episodes, knowing that that's what Henry's going through. Mm -hmm. um, Emily, ding, Mary kill, Stalin, Vlad the Impaler, or John Krasinski? <laughs> I mean, I would marry John Krasinski because oh. that just makes a lot of sense uh -huh. yeah I, I guess in that I guess in that bond she's probably the one to marry <laughs> I I guess I would kill Vlad the Impaler because like mm. I don't trust that in any other form like uh-huh oh yeah no well, yeah because if you want... dinged Vlad the Impaler he might ding you back and like not in a good way yeah that's but I don't very want to sleep with Stalin either position to be in with <laughs> Vlad the Impaler um that was probably a question that I should have asked yeah, I don't know if I like that question. I'm gonna throw it back at you. What do well, you think? How about Matchbox Blink and Biscuit? Um, there that's you okay. go. That's a better one. <laughs> ding, Mary, kill Matchbox uh, Blink and Biscuit. Uh, mm. I think I ding Blink. Oh, I don't want to marry any of them. I really don't like any of these bands at all. I do think I want to kill Limp Biscuit though. Yeah, I think that that's the right move. <laughs> sorry, Fred, if you're listening. So sorry. Um, so I guess I'm dinging Blink and marrying Matchbox, but you could really flip it either way. I mean, here's the issue. There's a song <laughs> called Push You Around by Matchbox 20. That's oh. their first single. And I remember yeah. when it came out on the radio, my dad was like, I don't want you listening to this. Wow. I don't like the message that it sends. Good job, <laughs> the Mr. more Fox. I think about yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Dave Fox really came out on, on yeah. that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more I thought about it, especially now that I'm an, adu an adult, I'm like, yeah, I want to push you around. I will. I don't want to marry that. No, no, thanks. no, no. Okay. Okay. But I don't, I'm yeah, sure Rob I guess Thomas is a lovely guy in real life, but like, nah, I don't like that. Blink Blink 182 is definitely, I think, the most palatable to me of any of these yeah. three options. Um, there you so, go. so do with that what you will. Um, <laughs> Emily, where can the good people keep up with everything that you are doing? Emlet, uh, which is omelet with an E on Instagram and Twitter. I am on there just, you know haphazardly showing you food pictures <laughs> the occasional succession podcast and of course talking to you dr amanda now what about you <laughs> where can great. people find you people can find me at twitter where i am at dr amanda r that's dr amanda r um you can check me out on the pretty good curb podcast last week talking about more party down um we're going to be back next week talking about season three episode five the penultimate episode yes. of the season emily this is um, flown by <laughs> it's flying by it's flying by because we're having fun which answers the question are, are we having, having fun, fun? yes bye-bye